Hey everyone. So today I, I thought I'd say something about um, hope. Actually, I'm especially interested in what Nietzsche and Camus say about it. There's some uh, really interesting stuff there. So, you ready? Okay, here we go then. Okay, so let me begin with Nietzsche's take on hope, which is in many ways very, very critical, actually. I mean, his great character, Zarathustra, is pretty clear on this. He's made to say this. He says, Do not believe those who speak to you of extraterrestrial hopes. And um, in his book, Beyond Good and Evil, Nietzsche tells us pretty much the same thing himself. There he says that he's against all forms of hope that have to do with future blessedness and justice. Okay, now why is he so hard on hope? Well, as he says elsewhere, it's because what hope does is it prolongs the torments of man. And actually, to get more specific, he says this in the context of a discussion about the, about the mythological story of Pandora's box. So, the myth basically goes like this. Zeus gave Pandora and her husband a jar for their wedding present. But they were told not to open it. Pandora, however, was overly curious and wanted to know what was inside. So, she lifted its lid, and when she did, all of the evils of the world, like sickness and toil and sin, flew out and was released upon humanity. Seeing what was going on, Pandora shut it as fast as she could, and she did manage to keep one last evil from getting out. And that was hope. Okay, now Nietzsche's interpretation of this is that it's not a good thing that hope didn't get a chance to fly away. And that's because hope, locked up with us as it is, keeps us delusional. It gives us the false illusion that we're able to transcend our existence and its inherent tragedies. It keeps us believing, hoping, that a better world beyond this one exists, and that that's where our attention and energy should be. Actually, it's interesting. Nietzsche thinks that Zeus had this in mind the whole time. That's to say, his plan was to leave us with hope so as to punish us. And when you think about it, it's actually a perfect punishment. Because it's an unending one. I mean, as long as it's with us, people will always resort to hoping. Now, this is what makes hope so, so malevolent and, and nefarious for Nietzsche. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Hope always offers the temporary assuagement of pain by promising salvation later. In this sense, it's a palliative. But like a palliative, it keeps us blind to the human condition with all its terrible aspects. It undermines the importance of our present and our only life. Now, for Nietzsche, this is simply not the right approach to life. We have to find a way to make life bearable as it is, not adopt a false consciousness or jump into our fantasies. No, actually, it's stronger than this even. For Nietzsche, we have to learn to face life heroically and joyfully, despite life's terrible constitution. 
We have to learn to love what there is and what we have and stop throwing our life away by obsessing about what isn't here and what we don't have. And the only way to do this is to stop taking the last remaining evil in that box to be the greatest worldly good. As the um, great Greek writer Kazantzaki said, we must learn to conquer the last and the greatest temptation of all, hope. Actually, you know, now that I think about it, Camus had a somewhat similar view to Nietzsche, which is not surprising, considering that Nietzsche was a, was a big influence on him. Anyway, so Camus follows Nietzsche in claiming that hope, especially religious or otherworldly hope, is the worst of all evils. For Camus, the cold fact of the matter is that human existence is absurd. There is no ultimate meaning to it, and there is no God to give it one. So there is no salvation. So hope, then, is illusory. It's a form of wishful thinking. And in this sense, it's a form of cowardice. And actually, Camus criticizes religious thinkers, like uh, Kierkegaard, for example, for not having the courage to face absurdity head-on and instead taking that religious leap of faith. It's better to face the human condition honestly and bravely than to evade it by hoping for something outside of it, Camus thinks. Actually, you know, religious hope isn't the only kind of hope that Camus criticizes. He also criticizes the hope associated with social utopias. You know, the kind that asks us to hope for or have faith in some, some great cause beyond ourselves in some great ideal state to come. And um, Marxism, or communism, is a good example here. It's the hope that asks us to sacrifice the present for a completely unknown future. Nope, both religious hope and political hope are deeply problematic for Camus, because they take us away from the here and now of our lives because they distract and prevent us from appreciating our bodies and our senses and just how beautiful this life is, despite and because of its futility. Okay, but I should mention something else here. So Camus wasn't entirely without a notion of hope. Yes, he, he is against all forms of hope that yearn for transcendence or for the eternal. But he's not against what we could call a finite or earthly hope. This is the kind of hope that lives between people and um, links them together. It's one that's characterized by human solidarity and love. This is the kind of hope that doesn't want to escape the world. Rather, it wants to respond to it. It's when we choose to believe in each other, to work together to do the best we can for one another despite the ultimate absurdity of it all. And can there be a greater testament to the authenticity of our love than that? One that commits to another person, all while under the shadow of death, where everything is quickly brought to an end. 